Welcome back, everybody, to another Eats Beat podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex. Mr. Eats Beat, Bud Kennedy. Cue the burger music, Rick. That's that's my grill sizzling. That doesn't sound anything Come on, there's like that. We need a jingle. We need like a custom radio jingle that says, it's the burger battle. Nick, can you fix us up with that? <laughs> Nick's our producer. He's going to be talking a little bit later about non-burger things, so stay yeah. tuned if you want to hear oh, about non-burger things. But first up. The burger bracket raging as much as it ever has. Yeah, and it's coming down to a lot of the favorites we thought, a lot of new favorites for us, a lot of old favorites for the readers. Well, and I was uh, just before this podcast was sort of putting together my thoughts for the website, and it's really a matter of of a new breed of of burger maker stepping forward in this bracket. Well, the judges bracket for sure. And people have all sorts of names for this. I so I say, well, you, you just like those boutique burgers or those. I think I called them the Burger Turks, <laughs> the Young Turks, the newfangled burgers. Yeah, um, and in one of them, I think we call them damn hippies because that's the <laughs> the Austin uh, Hop Dotty, which is what, the number one seed in the bacon region. And Hop Dotty, let's talk about that first. Uh, took down Kincaid's. Yeah, this is this is the old. Uh, the new way against the old way, and, and Kincaid's is good, but, you know, Hobdotty brings a whole truckload of crazy ingredients from Austin. Well, and it's not just that. I mean, I think what, what we've discussed in previous podcasts is that Kincaid's has really stepped up its game, and, and I think judges have found that, and each time that they've been, the meat, the beef at, at Kincaid's is much better than it has been. And they've also stepped up some of their other ingredients. In this case, we they their Cowtown burger, which was has gotten... A little bit of attention. That's the one with of, the pimento? Yes, with the pimento. And, and they did this thing at the Cowgirl Hall of Fame where uh, Kincaid's— And they won. They won. They beat the Diablo at the Cowgirl right, Hall of Fame. Right, and they got uh, some accolades for creativity. Yeah. So we figured we'll try that and put that up against a, a burger at Hop Dottie, which, of course, has all sorts of different ingredients on their burgers. That's now, their. we ought to reset Hop Dottie for readers because Hop Dottie is in Preston Center— and it's the first Dallas location of an Austin favorite from South Congress, and they and they 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 bring the truck of different ingredients and toppings. Right, and when you go in there, you get the sense, oh my goodness, this is a different kind of burger place. They're not uh, afraid to tell you that they're using hormone-free beef, and that you know that the ingredients are coming from farms in in the local area, or at least nearby in Texas. They put a premium on great ingredients, and it might be a little too kind of precious for somebody who just loves a good greasy burger. In Fort Worth, we say foo-foo. It may be a little foo-foo, but, you know, the, proof, good burger. the proof is in the bite. Yeah, it's a good burger. That beef is good. And so. it's it's better than Kincaid's so at this moment. Hop Dottie moves into the semifinals. Hop Dottie is our first Final Four uh, competitor. In the pickle region, another Turk, Rodeo Goat. Rodeo Goat, like... Fort Worth, you know, dotty ingredients meet Fort Worth sensibilities. Yeah, and Rodeo Good is different in the sense that uh, it's not, it doesn't sort of hit you over the head with how sort of good for you it is, because obviously it's still a burger. Don't let Shannon Wynn hear that. He'll hit you over the head the next time you come in. <laughs> but, you know, Rodeo Good, the number two seed in the pickle region, took down Charlie's, which was a Final Four competitor the last time around, and I, I was in on that, and... You know, Charlie's delivered with a with a solid burger, but it's Project X, which is one of its signature burgers. When you what is up against the Hot Bastard, which is <laughs> at Rodeo Goat, not even one of its signature burgers. 
It just there wasn't much comparison. Well, there. Charlie's is great legacy burger. I was one of the people two years ago who thought Charlie's should have won. I remember <sighs> the Charlie's finals last confessions two of a years burger ago. judge. I, I, I remember we had a lot of people in that who were non foodies, and the foodies in that like Charlie's better than non foodies. You know, that was when we were outside Charlie's in hundred yeah. degree heat arguing, and, and I think there were some f bombs thrown so back. And Charlie's forth. Charlie's is always right there. It's going to be always the burger bride. Terrific night, burger, not, yeah. yeah. So Rodeo Goat and Kincaid's in that final. Okay, the other side? Well, yeah, Rodeo Goat moves on, and they will face Hop Dotties, so that's going to be a, a, Rodeo a, Goat real, and a real clash. And then uh, in the Mustard region, uh, Johnny B's took down Dutch's. Johnny B's a great place, been in Southlake for a long time, and, and always something new. But, I mean, this is this was the battle of the Hawaiian Sweet Burgers, and this is great for Johnny B's to right, go to the, the semifinal. Yeah, the Hawaiian Sweet Buns are terrific, but really what, what did it for Johnny B's was um, – you know, just terrific execution. Now, they serve those flat patty burgers out there, and not everybody loves that. People like the the big, rich, luscious bite of a half-pound patty, but I, I, there was n- nothing that you could argue with at the Johnny B's Johnny burger. B's has taken on a lot of challengers in South Lake and fended them all off. And uh, Dutch has also delivered a good burger, but it just uh, it was very close, and Johnny B's won. And then in, in, the, in the ketchup region, now Johnny B's will be up against um, – Chop House Burger in Arlington, Chop House, which has been in in a in the the finals and semifinals ever since it opened, and, and uh, Chop House was up against Good Friend in Dallas, right? And uh, also a tough close matchup, and you know Chop House returns. Uh, it's as close as we have to a defending champion because Pops is not here. So, uh, but what was interesting about this is that Chop House didn't win on the on the Chop House Burger. It was the Ten Pepper Burger that was really better than Good Friends. Hot and spicy burger, and that's really what put Chop House over the top. Right, and the judges are saying that they're seeing some more depth at Chop House. Initially, last time around in 2011, what we found was that the Chop House burger was great. Some of the other ones were a little all over the map. This time, uh, you know, we found equally that we liked both their burgers. Or Chop House is more than a uh, one-note burger horn or whatever you want to say. Well, that's good to hear because, you know, you don't want to go to a place, and if you decide to go off, you know— off the reservation a little bit and say, well, I'm going to try this, and then it's terrible, you know. Yeah. It's like that's what's happened in the past where we were like uh, it, it had coleslaw on the top or it had brisk, you know, it had uh, brisket on the top. We kind of like brisket on the top. Well, I mean, it was very kind of varied, the results. Yeah. And, and it, you know, I mean, you have to like the ambition and the ingenuity there, but sometimes that goes sideways. And it's that's the same at Rodeo Goat. Sometimes uh, you're thinking, do I really want? My burger to have peanut butter in it. and Rodeo Goat's new burger has brisket on the top, but we haven't gotten to that yet. <laughs> so that is what we have for this week. for Readers the, bracket. The final four in the burger bracket in the judges region. The readers. The people's choice. The people's choice going uh, crazy. Lots of votes. Lots of accusations flying back and forth that maybe somebody was uh, stuffing the ballot. We even old had to make a little. Burgers, old school burgers using new technology. Yes. Uh, the The. The. You know, the social media revolution has uh, kicked in, and it has uh, definitely reared its head in this vote. And meanwhile, though, we, we kind of uh, feel confident with wh- who have advanced, the four burgers that have advanced. Tom's Burgers in Arlington has has advanced in the pickle region, and they have just had a very good grassroots campaign. Um, people love that burger, even though it hasn't necessarily 
you know, been able to advance in the judges bracket. It's it's into the final four in the readers. Well, and, and every one of these burgers, the older, more established burger is is in the final four in the readers bracket. The older, the older burger one. None Tom of is newfangled burgers right, in the readers. And Tom is actually the newest of the four burgers in this final four. Well, and mixed up burgers put up a really great fight against Kincaid's, but I think Kincaid's just has name recognition and and. Lots of locations, big fans there. So now Tom's against Kincaid's. Tom's will face Kincaid's, and then Fred's, which, of course, we were very sad to sort of kick out of the first round. Um, seems like Burger Extreme, which beat them, is a long-lost memory at this can point. Still, can still be the people's choice. But Fred's will face uh, Jake's, which also mounted a very sort of aggressive campaign that had to be reeled back a little bit, but they still ended up uh, prevailing over Chop House. So Kinc- the voters, Kincaid's against Tom's, Fred's against Jake's, that's a great old... old. Uh, yeah, good reason to plug into both brackets. Yeah. Uh, we will have more results. Check it out and vote. But contrary to what you might believe by reading DFW.com, there are other things going on in the dining world beyond burgers. And so Bud's going to talk about that, and we're also going to bring in our producer, Nick, who's got some pretty good info on, on a place called The Bearded Lady. Uh, well, while you bring in Nick, I'll just mention that the DFW.com column this week is about Oak Acres Barbecue, which is, you know, we've been hyped up about barbecue this week, barbecue uh, this this summer too, barbecue on the Brazos, Jambos. We've had some great barbecue places open. Another great new one is Oak Acres. It's on Las Vegas Trail, just west of Loop 820, northwest of of the loop and it's a couple of people who used to cook in one of Grady Spears restaurants they have some uh, some great barbecue and then some even better uh, buttermilk pie and banana pudding so put oak acres on your list as you're going around checking out barbecue places nick well it's great to be on this side of the microphone but i don't know if i can hold up to the uh, burger talk that's been happening for the past couple of weeks we'll yeah. try what's new on magnolia Okay, well, I heard from a. F- I actually saw it on Facebook that this new place was opening called The Bearded Lady. Yeah. Uh, I was attracted to it because I'm a Baylor Bear and it's in an old house, which is what our coffee shop in Waco, Common Grounds, is in. So I tried it out the first night that it opened, actually, and it is a house turned into a bar pub. Um, lots of people already there on the first night. It's probably been open about three weeks now. And it's it's in there with Ellerby and Avoca. It's in that little yeah. It's, it's, a, it's in the highly caffeinated end of Magnolia. Right. It's more. Uh, I think a couple blocks up from like King Tut's, right next to um, Benito's, yeah. the Mexican restaurant. And so it's the interesting thing is I talked to the owner and he says he owns the lots like two lots to the left of it as well. So parking's going to not be an issue. Now, what kind of food is he going to have? He said it was going to be natural pub menu, a uh, couple burgers, a vegetarian burger that actually sounds really good, maybe cactus and black bean patty. That sounds like something, at least it's for the vegetarians. Uh, you know, that's something that people maybe overlook a lot. So he said it should be in a couple of weeks. So I'm thinking that's mid-August. So it's kind of another good hangout at that end of Magnolia. The other hand has, the other end has what, live oak and brood? And yeah, I would else. say the other end, you know, is maybe more couple-centric. You go down and everyone's holding hands and taking people on dates, and, and the bearded lady's maybe where you meet the person that you take down the street the next week. Okay. But uh, I think that... Magnolia's needed that. Ma- yeah, Magnolia has needed that, and then it's open wind, late. Then you wind up at Benito's at 2 a.m., and who knows where you go. <laughs> who knows? And it is also open late. According to the owner, when I talked to him, he said that it was going to be seven nights a week till 2 a.m. I think that may change. We've talked about it maybe changing, because a lot of people maybe try that when they first open, but... He um he said that that's going to be open pretty late, and I think that's definitely needed as even TCU comes back to school. And now, what about like Taco World? I know that that uh, 
that uh, you know the new taco place over by the museum. You said you went over there. Yes, I went to Salsa Limon, which I had always heard about as a food truck, but never kind of crossed paths with it. And then I saw that they opened a brick and mortar over in the Museo District. So I went there a couple days ago, actually, before a Rangers game, and I had incredible food. Yeah, let's um, explain. This is not your grandfather's taco place. It's not. It's not at all. It's a. It started, I guess, as a food truck, um, and now it's opened one of the shops, and it has another shop where uh, Grand Plaza. Um, but it is, it is. I mean, the best street food you're going to have within a restaurant, I think. So, <laughs> and for the price, I had barbacoa quesadillas and really great Mexican rice. And I mean, I thought I was at someone's home that had made it. it was and like which a, sauce did you use? Uh, I actually didn't use sauce. I'm not a big salsa oh, person. Man, they've got the did hum- I miss it? They've got the great big bright. <laughs> they've got several sauces in like bright colors. She did. Yeah, the the woman did bring four sauces up, but I'm just I don't know. I'm not a big sauce. Oh, person. you should have brought them me to me, man. I, mean, I know. They have, I they have like the them. habanero sauce, and they have like this really strong yeah. green. Um, Serrano sauce, and then they have another milder green sauce. Yeah. They, their salsa fuego is all about the salsa that's fuego. I, mean, <laughs> I know. I probably, I probably I, should add salsa is, next time. I, I got, I got the. So this is salsa limon. It is not salsa fuego, it but is. it's it's uh, it's all about the salsa. Salsa fuego. I talked about. You know, by the way, salsa fuego uh, is that great place out on uh, the uh, Benbrook Traffic Circle, and they're moving up. They're expanding. You know, we always talk about great burgers and. We, we've been grading all these burger grills, but Salsa Fuego is expanding to a Chinese restaurant about a block away. That's going to become the big new home of Salsa Fuego. And then they're going to turn their current location into the Fuego Burger, which will have all their regular burgers with guacamole or, or hot peppers or, you know, all the burgers you like at Salsa Fuego. Salsa Fuego is a great place to go if, uh, you know, besides the burger grills, it's another good burger place to go. So despite our best efforts to not talk about burgers, we always come back to burgers, right? I, I accidentally dragged us through the salsa back to the burger. That's perfectly fine, but it's a good place to end. We'll be back next week to wrap up the final four of the bur- burger battle. And read all about it on DFW.com.